0: hey what is going down everybody welcome to another am i on the air quick bite episode my name is don mega and i welcome you to the show we are back with a big big episode still a quick bite but a big episode because james gunn the new co-ceo of the newly formed dc studios finally on the last day of january he promised it in december he said in january I'm going to announce some stuff and then every day in January the internet's been losing their mind saying where is this stuff and it's just been waiting and waiting and waiting in typical James Gunn fashion he waited to the last day of the month and he finally announced some of what their chapter one slate is going to be and that's what I wanted to jump on here with you guys and kind of break it down so the new DC universe unveiled its first 10 projects and it's all over the place. If I'm going to give my initial reaction. It's. As they were announcing this stuff. It was yeah. And then it was what? And then it was yeah. And then it was what? And then it was yeah. And it was what? Um, Some stuff is super cool. Other stuff makes me head scratch. And. um, But it's kind of what I expected. At the same time. Knowing that it's James Gunn. We knew he was going to go off the beaten path. Of what DC we kind of expect, right? In our minds when we think DC, we think Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, you know, Cyborg, Martian Manhunter, you know, all your main core. We should have known we'd get a little bit of that, but we're going to get a lot of this weird ass stuff that we've never heard of before and kind of go from there. So three months after James Gunn and Peter Safran have officially started running the newly created DC Studios within Warner Brothers Discovery... The co-chiefs have announced the first ten film and ten TV, uh, ten film and TV titles within the rebooted DC Universe. On Monday, James Gunn and Peter Safran met with the press on the Warner Brothers studio lot to present what they said was the first part of Chapter One of the DCU, which they're calling "Gods and Monsters." The projects run the gamut. There are titles based on marquee DC heroes, including the previously announced Superman movie that James Gunn's writing now officially titled Superman Legacy, a Batman and Robin movie, a Wonder Woman prequel series, and a Green Lantern mystery series, as well as titles featuring lesser-known characters including Booster Gold and Swamp Thing. The DCU exists as a multiverse, Peter Safran said, but the titles will exist in one singular universe. Overall, the slate represents the most robust vision for the DC future in scripted entertainment since Warner Brothers first attempted to build out this universe in 2014 to rival Marvel. Um, and they also have this DC Worlds label that they're going to do as well too to kind of talk about the stuff that falls outside of the core DC universe. Uh, DC Studios is unprecedented, Peter Safran says. It's a standalone production entity in studio. It is the first time ever that everything DC-related—film, television, live-action, animation, gaming—will all be centralized under one creative vision that James and myself created. Um, so, like I said, so going back to the DC Else worlds, you have things like the Batman Two, right, with Matt Reeves and and um, Robert Pattinson. You have things like Joker Two. Things that don't fall into the DCU will have that DC Elseworlds banner that is over this. So you will know right away at the beginning of the movie or TV show or video game, whatever the case may be, that it is not a part of the DCU. So I like that. I like that a lot. They should be labeled separately. A lot of people still thinking that Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to join in with this DCU, and it's not. We're getting another Batman in the DCU, as we'll talk about here soon. Um, But having an Elseworlds kind of label on it will definitely let the audience know what is and what isn't kind of canon within the DCU. Given that the DCU is still very much in its earliest stages, the execs were light on specifics. No directors have been attached to any projects. Although they said they're very close on signing a couple, no actors are attached either. The exception is Viola Davis, who will still continue to star as Amanda Waller. She will be in an HBO Max series that we kind of speculated on about a year ago uh, as the immoral, self-imposed superintendent of the DC universe, Amanda Waller. She originated the role in 2016 Suicide Squad. Similarly, Peter Safran and James Gunn have left the door open for Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and Zachary Levi to continue playing their respective DC superheroes of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, and Shazam. But Gunn reiterated that Henry Cavill will not continue as Superman. Otherwise, the execs said they will be casting new actors in the roles. So this is an interesting little nugget here. Because again, I've talked about this on my show before. If you're going to reboot, reboot. How can you leave the door open for Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and Zachary Levi, but fire Henry Cavill? What in the world? If you're going to keep all those DCEU actors, why did Henry have to leave? A guy who had just come back to the role and had just publicly put out a statement saying, I'm back, baby. Like, we can't wait to be Superman. Can't wait to give you the Superman you want. Blah, 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 blah. And then James Gunn and Peter Safran take over and they're like, yo, we're going to go a different direction for Superman. Which at that point I said, it sucks. But if they're rebooting everything, then I get it and I understand. But this statement makes it seem like they're not. Why would those actors be able to still play? So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't know. I know he wanted to go a little younger for Superman, but how does that fit in with everybody else? You know, I know he's trying to justify Zachary Levi. Shazam is basically being like, well, Shazam takes place in its own little corner of the DCU. He hasn't really um, interacted with many people, right? So you can kind of smooch it in. But Gal Gadot was with Henry Cavill. Jason Momoa was with Henry Cavill. Ezra Miller was with Henry Cavill. Just seems a little shady to me. How would you feel if you were Henry Cavill and you're reading this? (laughs) You'd be like, what the fuck? So I don't know. It's very, very odd. But we continue. To build the overreaching uh, story for the DCU, Gunn brought together a writer's room of Drew Goddard, Jeremy Slater, Christina Hobson, um, Crystal Henry, and comics writer Tom King. Gunn indicated that at least one of these writers would continue working on DC projects, including Henry, who is co show running Waller. We sat down in a room for a few days. We started to bash out the basic overall plan, could be, Gunn said. Not so much that it ties your wrist, but enough that we know what the basic story is, where we're going, and it's something that we'll continue to do. The plan, Saffron and Gunn, was to release roughly two films and two TV shows per year into the DCU. That output would not, however, sacrifice quality to meet deadlines. Gunn and Saffron were adamant that films and series would not go into production until scripts were finished, which is not the norm for pricey poles that need to create awareness by planting flags on the calendar. All in the slate that co-leads announced on Monday will run through 2027. Only Superman Legacy and The Batman Part Two have set release dates. So here's the breakdown. Here we go. On the movie side, we have Superman Legacy. Set to open July 11, 2025, Superman Legacy will mark the start of the DCU. As Safran put it, uh, but it will not be an origin story of The Man of Steel. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing, Saffron said. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old-fashioned. James Gunn is writing the project, and Saffron says he hopes Gunn can be persuaded, perhaps, to direct it as well. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav made no secret to rebooting Superman was a top priority for the company as he spent much of 2022 searching for the right leaders for DC Studios. So little surprise Gunn and Saffron are turning the most recognizable superhero in the world to lead the charge for the DCU. Superman is for everyone, James Gunn said. That's a four-quadrant film that should speak to everyone in the world. A separate Superman movie produced by J.J. Abrams through Bad Robot and written by Tineshi Coates. Um, remains in development but would exist in the Elseworlds label. Then we have The Authority. From global fame to relative obscurity, Superman Legacy will lead directly into The Authority, an ensemble movie about superhumans who have less than idealistic approach to saving the world. Gunn spoke at some length about The Authority, a project he said he's really excited to bring to life. The characters come from Wildstorm, which was launched in 1992 as an independent entity under current DC Comics chief Jim Lee and ultimately made an imprint of of DC. The Wildstorm characters were later folded into the main DC Comics universe when the company rebooted its continuity with the New 52 initiative in 2011. Gunn said that he and Safran intend to do the same with Wildstorm characters in the DCU. As a comic, The Authority was created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, and the ends justify the means superhero team, an approach that appealed to Gunn and Safran's desire to diversify the storytelling within the DCU. It isn't just a story of heroes and villains, and not every movie and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy, Gunn said. There are people that are very questionable, like The Authority, who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner, and they take things into their own hands. Added Saffron, they're kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. They know you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Gunn said the film is being written now, but he declined to say who was the screenwriter. Then we have The Brave and the Bold. I'm super excited about this one. Along with introducing the DCU's version of Batman, who will exist separately from the version played by Robert Pattinson in the Batman movies, The Brave and the Bold will introduce the Bat family. Gunn said, first among them is Robin, who is returning fully to live action movies for the first time since 1997's Batman and Robin. This version of Robin though is Damian Wayne. Gunn described him as our favorite Robin, a little son of a bitch, an assassin and a murderer. Damian is a Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne's biological son, a fact unknown to Wayne for the first 8 to 10 years of Damian's life. It's a very strange sort of father and son story about the two of them. The project is based on the run of Batman comics authored by Grant Morrison who Gunn said was exceptionally influential on the DCU. The other comics writers Gunn mentioned by name was Tom King, who participated in the DCU Writers Room and leads right into the next feature project, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Based on King's comics run of the same title from 2021 to 2022, Woman of Tomorrow features Superman's cousin Zara, uh, Kara zor who as Gunn explained is a very different type of Supergirl. Now, what I'm wondering here is if it's going to be the Supergirl we meet in the Flash movie or they're going to do a recasting there. We see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he's an infinite, infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock ship off Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. Gunn called this Supergirl much more hardcore, though King's series also involves Crypto the Superdog. And lastly, on the movie side, we have Swamp Thane. Easily the most extreme example of Gunn and Saffron's conviction to diversify the DCU, Swamp Thane will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thane. um, And this is their dip into horror. By the way of explaining further, Gunn referenced the initial reactions to the Guardians of the Galaxy joining the MCU and initial questions about how Rocket Raccoon would work standing next to Thor. That mashup quality wound up being one of the highlights of Infinity War and Endgame, James Gunn argued. Gunn said they're one upping that approach with Swamp Thing this is a much more horrific film but we'll still have Swamp Thing interact with other characters he said and they are open to some R rated stuff somebody had asked you know could Swamp Thing be rated R and they said they're open to it they said if the film justifies it sure but their main characters will probably remain PG-13 like superman batman stuff like that on the television side, you have Creature Commandos. The animated series for HBO Max is the very first project greenlit by Saffron and Gunn, and uh, James Gunn has written every episode. The show is already in production. The Creature Commando characters were first launched in 1980. The premise features Frankenstein's monster teaming up with a werewolf, a vampire, a Gorgon, to fight Nazis in World War II. It doesn't appear Gunn's version will take quite the same approach. Weasel, which was one of the characters from James Gunn's 2021 Suicide Squad, is one of the Commandos, along with Rick Flagg's father, Rick Flagg Sr. Animation Gunn said, allows their creative collaborators to tell stories that are gigantic without spending. So, you know, $50 an episode. Uh, Crucially, Gunn said that the actors cast to voice the characters on the show should also play the roles in live action later in the DCU. So I like that. I like that they're keeping that consistency. Then you have Waller. With Gunn focused on Superman Legacy for the foreseeable future, Season 2 of Peacemaker has been put on hold. Instead, Team Peacemaker will appear alongside Davis as a continuation of that show, Gunn said, which ended with Waller's daughter, Leota Adebayo, outing Task Force X and Waller's role running it to the world. Along with Crystal Henry, who was part of the DCU Writers' Room, Waller will be executive produced by Jeremy Carver, who created the beloved DC series, Doom Patrol which was recently canceled over on HBO Max. They are crushing it, Saffron and Henry, uh, said of Henry and Carver's work on Waller. It's just the greatest show ever, Gunn added. Both Creature Commandos and Waller are expected to debut before Superman Legacy. Saffron called them an aperitif for the DCU. Um, So there you go. Then we got Lanterns. Of all the TV series Saffron and Gunn seem the most excited for, Lanterns, which Saffron described as a huge HBO-quality event that is very much in the vein of True Detective. The show will focus on two of the best-known members of the Green Lantern Corps, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, who will investigate a mystery that Saffron said plays a really big role leading us into the main story that we're telling across our films and television. So this is a very important show for us. The project is separate from the Green Lantern series that was being developed by Greg Berlanti for HBO Max, which has now been canceled and no longer moving forward. Greg's vision was more of a space opera, Saffron said. Our vision is much more true detective. It's terrestrial based investigation story. Very excited about Lanterns. Then we got Paradise Lost. This is a Game of Thrones type of story, Saffron said, set on the island of Themyscira before the birth of Diana, a.k.a. Wonder Woman. It's really about the political intrigue behind a society of all women. How did we come about that? What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all that? And what's the scheming like between the different power players in the society? The provocative title recalls the Paradise Island Lost comic series authored by Phil Jimenez and George Perez which followed a civil war on themascara however that run directly involved Wonder Woman so again this is a Wonder Woman prequel series don't see the need for it I honestly don't I don't see the need for animated stuff that's my pig uh, but this I just don't understand get right into Wonder Woman I don't need a prequel series. And lastly, we have Booster Gold. I am excited about this one. Finally, this Booster Gold, which allows the DCU to fully stretch into outright comedy. While he may not be familiar to casual fans of the DC, the character, also known as Mike Carter, is a fan favorite among devoted readers. Saffron called Booster a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. In the 25th century, Mike is a disgraced former football star who uses a time machine on display in the Metropolis Space Museum. Uh, Gunn said, basically, Booster Gold is imposter syndrome as a superhero. So that could be really fun. I know a lot of people are already speculating, Chris Pratt for Booster Gold, and I'd be down with that one. But that is the rollout of Chapter 1. James Gunn also talked about kind of where we're at in the DCU currently. You know, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods coming out in March. He says that will directly lead into Flashpoint, the new Flash movie. And then Flash will directly go um, a roundabout way into Blue Beetle. And then Blue Beetle will lead into um, Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. So, um, And then, of course, after that is when we fully start to get into this DCU, right? So we'll keep you posted. You know, James Gunn did see the Flash movie. He says it's one of the best comic book movies he's ever seen in his life, which is saying something. Um, So there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of hype. Like I said, there's some good here, there's some bad here, there's some head scratchers here, but we'll stay tuned, we'll keep you posted. I feel like some of this stuff is lip service um, to get you through Flash, Aquaman, Shazam 2, right? Um, and then, because they've already said, like Superman really launches their DCU, so if the door is open for all these actors to kind of continue and they're trying to act like this is one big story still, it just doesn't quite fit the mold to me, but... We will wait. We will see. We still have quite some time um, to see where this road takes us. But I'm going to get on out of here. We're getting close to that 20-minute mark. This is a quick bite. I knew we had a lot for you. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for listening. My name is Don Mega. Follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. Follow the show on Twitter at Am I on the Air. Our webpage is Am I on the L- Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our main podcast feed at Simply Am I on the Air. New episodes every week. Thank you so much for joining me, and until next time, y'all, peace.